Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Welcome to Resilient Science, the show where we spend uh, time each week trying to better understand a topic around hockey, rehab, and the science behind it. As always, I'm Dr. Ben Sonic. I'm a doctor of chiropractic. I'm a strength coach. I'm a goalie coach. And I'm a graduate student that gets to look at hockey stats for fun. As always, I'm here with Jamie Phillips. Jamie Phillips, former professional goalie. Hard stop. Nothing else I do matters. <laughs> former pro goalie, multi, multi-draft draft pick, both the OHL and the NHL. People forget. Which will... Definitely become in the play when we talk about your data and how me being drafted in the OHL was a very good high indicator of me getting drafted in the NHL. It turns out that's, of the fact I never played in the OHL. It turns out just being drafted in the fourth round for first four rounds is all that matters. Okay, moving on, Jamie. Before we start today's episode, I'm going to give you a pop quiz. I'm going to give you two stat lines, two different seasons. You tell me what's more impressive. <clears throat> okay. Stat line one, 22 games played, 1.98 goals against average, a 918 save percentage in the Swedish Elite League, or 24 games played, so basically the same, 2.6 goals against average, so basically a goal different, half goal difference, and a 913 save percentage in the AHL. What impresses you more? (laughs) I... Don't have a good answer. I'm just going based 100% on opinion. I would say the American League, uh, because I have experience playing that league, never played in the SHL, and the AHL has a lot of high-scoring games. So if you can keep it in that two-ish goals against and above 900, it's pretty darn good. So who, which who are we looking at here? That's AHL All-Star first-round draft pick Jesper Wallstedt. Um, who just was an NHL All-Star. And Minnesota Wild fans are rejoicing because I think he's great. They think he's great. 7-0, right? 7-0, 6-0 in the last few games? I'm not sure. He's 13-7-4 in the season. But I think you're something like that. I think I saw something like 6-0. Um, Jesper Wallstead has been like prodigal son for like five years, though. So like this yeah. is, you know, we're just watching it happen in real time. Okay, Jamie. So he's, that was he, my he, gives up, he gives up average of one more goal a game in the AHL. Uh, like Like two-thirds of a goal? Okay. More per games, but he's. I still, this. Yeah, I still think the American League one's more impressive. I just don't see 
like I follow some Swedish hockey league like accounts and I don't see like a lot of crazy scoring games in them versus the American league where sometimes it's like, Oh, seven, eight. No, what the heck? Yeah. Well, big ice surface too. Right. Like that yeah. also makes a big difference too. So, like less overall, just like more badder shots, more worse yeah. shots, just because more of worse shots. Just, I mean, like not like they're making bad shots, just like there will Quality. be more. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, <clears throat> Jamie, today's topic. Uh, you've got some stuff coming up. You've been talking a bit about this, but we want to dive into more of it. Is this idea of speed, both speed as like being a, a quick goalie and, and speedy in the net, but also the idea behind how to get faster off the ice on the ice how that relates to itself but really kind of the whole construct of this idea of speed and quickness and how that translates into goaltending so jamie lead us off yes uh off season is coming up for a lot of people and a lot of people have asked how do you get faster and there's a couple things that i'd like to talk about before we get into a little bit of the nitty-gritty the first is that do not sacrifice technique when you're trying to get faster so just in goaltending in general, like as we move, we open up holes. So the less we open up holes, the usually the less goals we give up. Um, we always talk about like quiet feet, not having excess movement. And you'll see on some, basically it always comes down to Instagram, but Instagram accounts, you'll see goalies that are trying to do things very quickly and they're very sloppy, very messy. And that doesn't really benefit you. So the one thing when we talk about how to train speed on the ice you have to make sure that you are not getting sloppy just to get fast. Make sure your found technique and foundation is good and then add in speed. And that's, I think that's a really important concept because I mean, I can throw my arms around and, and be a little bit faster, but it doesn't help me stop the puck. It actually hinders my ability. Um, really when it comes to, I'll let you dive into because I may have a hot take, but when it comes to training speed, the one thing I find is missing is too many goalies are afraid to add strength and speed. And we know that in speed and velocity, there is a force component. And so the ability to transfer weight and stop yourself essentially and push off, that is a large, that's a strength thing. So you see a lot of goalies are afraid to get stronger, but they want to get faster. And you have to do, you want to do one if to do the other. And that's where I'm going to let you take over. So it's, it's funny kind of, what you let up with it. My hot take um, is that I actually think in goaltending speed is efficient transitions through positions. That is my hot take is that I think like speed is less. So, I mean, like speed is obviously like the definition of speed of like displacement yeah. through time. Like I, I get that. This is not like a, but mm-hmm. I think like what makes what, when we describe speed, when we think we're seeing like, Oh, that goalie is really fast. What we're seeing is actually like a really high level of efficiency so I think of that like really good lines from A to B, um, like a, the goalies don't, the goalies that look fast go from A to B really directly and well without like dragging parts, without like legs leaving behind, hands leaving behind. And that looks really fast. Um, and you're like, wow, they got there really quickly. Well, actually they just got a position to position, like without any inefficiencies. And obviously there is like a component of just general quickness that builds into that. But I think for like a lot of people up to the, like a fair share of that can just be like, are you taking like, is your pre, is your first position set up to get you to the second position well? Were there delays between that and everything that kind of combines into that? And I'm curious on your thoughts on that. I'd say it's both. I would say efficiency will increase the amount of speed or definitely the appearance of speed. But if you are just generally slow, 
you're still slow. Yeah, that's, I mean, yes. Like, this is yes. obviously, like, assuming a baseline competency. Yeah, right? so, so like, this if is... you have two goalies that are of equal speed and one has better lines and understanding of the game, they will be faster because they will get, they'll have less distance that they need to travel in order to get from point A to B. And so I, I agree completely. Um, you, so I think you're right. still need to, you still need to have a little bit of, you still need to have Yeah, that I, I think you're right because a lot of goalies struggle at that. Well, and that's so... like, so no, like my example, and again, this is, this is going back to, to your posters on your childhood bedroom wall. But like Carey Price, there was that huge fascination of like, oh, Carey Price is like so calm and doesn't even look like he's trying. He was just like ultra efficient mover. Just like mm-hmm. didn't, uh, no unnecessary movement as he moved around. He was objectively a, a quick skater. Like he moved really yeah. well through the crease. But like one of the other add-ons there was just like he didn't waste energy and time from any positions. That's right. True. And that that like gave this illusion of like, oh, it looks like he's not even moving. But like uh, very clearly he was, you know? Yeah. No, I, I get that. I get that, too. It's a combination of both. So like. Yeah, the positioning, so many goalies, so many young goalies struggle with just understanding lines. Um, in terms of developing speed, though, because in order for us, it's either a positioning pod, pod or it's a speed pod. So you could t- we can dictate. We did lead off. Those speed. are those. Everything's positioning. Everything is positioning. everything. But we know that we know everything's positioning, like yes. every, literally tracking everything. Everything we talk about comes down to positioning. So in terms of training speed in the gym, like I said, you want to focus on strength. You want to focus on explosive power, whether that is through plyometrics, through Olympic lifting, through modified Olympic lifting. Um, Then on the ice, the one thing, like I said, we don't want to sacrifice technique for speed, but you also have to make sure that you have adequate rest. And I find that that's an issue. So if you look at just general like ACSM guidelines or the basic strength training guidelines, when you're training explosiveness and power, which we'll throw under the same umbrella as speed uh, for this argument, you need to have a, you know, two, anywhere from like two to five minutes rest. Obviously, you're not taking two to five minutes rest on the ice. Ice is too expensive. But you don't want to turn your speed training. If you're going on the ice and doing power skating, which everyone should, you don't want to have your speed session turn into an endurance session. And that's really important. So that means, so say you're just doing like a try T-push the top, T-push back, like a triangle drill, really simple. And you want to do it as fast as you can with control. Say you do it for 15 seconds, make sure you're taking at least a minute rest, at least a minute rest between your next set. If you're do if you're just going and you get sloppy and sloppy and your like your proficiency and your positioning breaks down, it's counterproductive. But if you're doing it again and again and again without rest, you're not training speed, you're training endurance. And that's a really important thing. I think that like ties in really nicely with this idea of like, this is what's really helpful having a training partner or having two training partners that you're skating with, uh, where like a lot of times we sometimes see like not being in net or not doing a drill and resting as a downside of, of not maximizing your ice. That's where it's actually like really helpful. I mean, I think, I think you can probably speak to this a lot too, but I always found when I was playing like really beneficial when we were skating together, just watching what you did. Like I would go, you know, get good reps out of my reps and then resting and watching and watching you. Right. Well, that's the thing too, is like everyone wants privates. And even I, like I, I, when I was a kid, I wanted privates. And and I look at now, like that was dumb. Like in my, like, I'll be honest, like privates are, are, are dumb. If a goalie wants them and they really prefer that, Sure. But from the goal attending perspective, you get rest, plus you get learn. You learn 
from watching, like Ben said, all the goalies we skated with, you we learn from them. Even the younger guys, you learn from them. We would teach when we were older. And then when we were younger, we would learn from the older guys. And that's really important. Plus, if you're skating with two or three other goalies, you can go, you know, all out for six or seven reps, dial it in, switch, and then rest, and then go again. And so you get the maximal amount of, you get the most returns for your investment on your energy there. And that's really important going back. I mean, that's a whole other discussion, but going out to speed is we want to make sure that you are getting rest and you are, your movements and training on the ice are purposeful. Yeah. And that purposeful thing adds into exactly what you're saying. When you're on the ice, that is when you are going to most specifically maximize your speed training, right? And I'm putting speed in a little bit of your air quotes there, but that's the other thing. And we've had this discussion a few times now off um, the podcast and on the podcast, but you need to actually be training speed on the ice, right? Like this. And and let's not confuse that with resistance bands and parachutes, um we, let's just not even get into that but let's this idea of we'll save that for off season um but this idea of again like if you want to be quicker and i think one of the biggest things when we think about quickness jamie and you can tell me if you think differently but i think people refer to like lateral movement um mm-hmm. quickness is like the primary one so whether that's you're on the top of your crease and you're cutting through your crease across or post out across any of those like longer distance travel again, longer traveling distances you need to cover i think that's when people really look to see the speed or the ability to go across and then back across those kind of change of direction speed things. And so very simply you need to be, to be training those. Yeah. Right. And like as much as I love lateral bounds in the gym and like a counter movement jump in the gym for training, that's great, but it has in the grand scheme of things, less like transfer than being on the ice. Yes. Which is why like, yeah, that goes into what we've talked about. And I think one of the reasons we started this podcast was try, people trying to recreate the, the goaltending in the gym. And you see it, so many so, the accounts, training accounts, which I don't know how it happens. You have fake blades that people put on their skates and do squats in, which is just so dumb. But anyways, that I, I digress. Um, so like you said, the example is, so a lateral bound or like skater, like skater plyos, like that, that's good. That's great. Those are great exercises and you should, you should do them. But the mindset isn't, I'm doing this because it is similar to my position. Your mindset should be, I'm doing this because this is building like explosive strength, change of direction, plyometrics that I'm going to be able to use when I go onto the ice. And that's, that's, that's it. Like that's strength training. Cause as, as, as a strength coaches, we, you know, our job is not the like we wear many hats. We have goalie, we're goalie coaches. We're, we're, we're medical professionals. You are, I'm not, uh, not yet. And, and we're also strength kind coaches. Of. Yeah. And we're also strength coaches. And so when we put on our strength coach hat, it's not supposed to interfere with our goalie coaching hat. Our job is to maximize you as an athlete to make you as explosive, strong, quick, and powerful in the gym through general athleticism. And then when we throw on our goalie coach hat, that is when we make you a better goalie. And so we are, us speaking, are in a unique position that we we are both those things. We're both qualified goalie coach, qualified strength coaches, qualified, almost qualified, you, but me, almost qualified <laughs> medical professionals. So we we know when to delegate each of those tasks. But then that's when you see, you'll see a lot of goalie coaches who aren't strength coaches or a lot of strength coaches who aren't goalie coaches try to combine it 
And that's where it's really important that you either have a, you have your own set goalie coach and you have your own set strength coach, or you go and work with someone who is qualified in both. And that they actually qualified, like has a certification or has an education because they should have the awareness to be able to divvy up your sport and your training and find that Venn diagram where they meet in the middle. Yeah. And that's like, and just to bring that all back. So I agree with all that, but I think this, where this really needs to kind of go is like, okay, so we've put on our our goalie coach hat and now we're working on speed on the ice. Mm -hmm. We've already talked a little bit about like how much you should work, how much you should rest, um, how many reps you should be kind of doing. And I think that's important too. Like you kind of mentioned like five, six, seven, I think those are all really good, like total reps. And that's like, can be something as simple as like starting at the top of your crease and then lateral releasing to the side and then cutting back through and making like a, a quick save or a mock save. Like yeah. that is, that is a simple and short, that's like a two second burst. That's a pretty common pattern or movement pattern you'd see in a game. Like that's the type of stuff when we're talking about doing speed work, that's an example of how I would want to see speed trained on the ice compared to something like C cutting out to the bottom of the circle and C cutting back really fast and sliding and sliding and sliding and T pushing and sliding and all this stuff that doesn't really have sequencing transfer. And what I mean Mm -hmm. by sequencing transfer is like, if you are not going to do these movements together in a game, then they better be training a really specific skill because if they're not training a specific skill, you're now doing nothing because you're not really working on speed. You're not really working on a skill. I think you're just, it's just cardio at that point, right? Yeah. And you know what? And if your goal is cardio on the ice, that's fine. it's fine, but just don't let position break down. Yeah. You don't want to let position break down. And so like when I throw my, you know, Again, like I, I do my dynamic edge work drills. The purpose of those are not speed. The purpose of that is for them to be comfortable on their edges. Mm-hmm. And then when we do drills, sometimes I have, if you do, if I have a, a purposeful rebound and I time it so that they have to move their butts to get on that save, that's a speed. And mm-hmm. so it's, if you're a goalie coach here and you want to train a certain aspect, you need to structure your training day or your, your training session as such. And if that means encouraging more rest, that's okay. If a parent gets like, hey, well, my kid's not getting enough rep, you need to be able to explain, we're focusing on speed. Little Johnny or Sally is really slow. And this is the best way to get them faster. And they need rest so that each time they do a rep, it's a good, quick, fast rep. Because again, you know, if from the from the lay term, from the lay, the layman's view, just getting a good sweat and being tired is always a good session. But that's not always that isn't always what you want no. at all and i think that that becomes more specific as you get older too right i think there's we've talked about again the development of youth stuff as we kind of move forward yeah. i think that's always this is, I'm, this I'm, is I'm, this, we're talking like we're talking 14 yeah 14 yeah. 15 16 plus i think what's always funny and this is something i have a good laugh about so if there's any parents or coaches of younger kids i've always find it really hilarious when kids are or they don't weigh a lot and so they're like flying around on the ice, not tired at all because they only weigh like 55 pounds and they're just yeah. ripping around. And I laugh because I'm like, if I did this drill twice hard, I'd be oh, winded. I'd, <laughs> <laughs> I'd be sucking air. This kid just did six butterfly slides and spun around for 30 seconds while I wasn't watching and is ready to go. And so like, yeah. that's, I think that's also funny too. So this conversation is again, geared more towards people who are, um, you know, a little bit older. And, and, yeah. and where that speed development can really s- not start happening because it starts happening whenever you start as a kid. Um, but like when you can really start being more specific and you are at a point where you want to be more specific instead of just being mm-hmm. a general movement person. 
yeah, for younger for younger for parents uh, of younger goalies, we're talking like twelve and under. Honestly, just have fun and make sure that the, the kids are learning those fundamentals. You know, not swinging their arms when they push, and, and you know, proper leg recoveries, and just enjoying it. Once they get older, now that's when we we dial it in. And there's a reason why you know in my remote training, I don't work with young goalies because it's not worth it's not worth their time or money or effort. So yeah. I don't do it. Go have fun. Go. Mobility like, stuff. Yeah. Like mobility stuff. Kids should stretch. They need a program. I'll help you out. Training, skating, just have fun, man. Your kid. Yeah. Go, go work on stuff. And then, yeah. I mean, again, and this is, I'm fine saying this, like, again, go, go work with the goalie coach, Um, get some good goalie skates and have some basic yeah. technique stuff. But then, yeah, you don't need to be doing, you know, for three private skates a week. Um, Unless like you, like, <laughs> Unless you really like this, want to. Unless you really, really want to. Yeah, that's and my you can afford you don't, it. You don't and then need it's to. like sure. That's the important thing. You don't right? need you, to. Yeah. Not. That's it would be hundred percent a want. As yeah, long as your as long as your child is enjoying it, because we've seen parents push their kids into goaltending and they hate it. And nothing is worse yeah. for a coach than when your screaming child who does not want to be a goalie is on the ice and you are yelling at him. It sucks. It sucks for everything. <laughs> it sucks for all of us. Yeah. So Jamie, bring this back around to kind of where we, we started and we've kind of explained different mm-hmm. points about like how we would structure speed training, how we like to see speed training. Uh, do you have like a, a, again, as verbally, as best verbally you can explain it, do you have a single kind of type of drill that you like? If you're like, I want to, today's going to be a bit of a speed day. Um, what's one of my, what are your go-tos that you like? That's a, a good little speed drill. It can be without proximity, a skating pattern. It can be a shot pattern, whatever makes sense. Um. It's, I don't know, actually, it's not funny, because I never, like, really had to work on speed, but if I had to make one up on the spot, I would, I would have it just originate from the post, yep. t- like, T-push the top, butterfly, have a power push on your knees to one direction, so say you make a ghost save to your low blocker, you power push to your rebound, quick recovery, back to the top. That's, that's where your drill ends. You go back to the opposite post. You reset the other side. That makes sense. Just that's anything. Like, I'm trying to get as many movements as I can in like a three-second window as fast as you can, not sacrificing technique. And like that's that's where I – with it without a shot. I was – every single thing that I was going to ask you, you followed up with yourself naturally. So, yeah, that's what I agree. I think um, really focusing on one or two key types of movement. So – Something again, like again, the T push with the butterfly recovery, um, back to feet, staying down, all those things are good incorporations, all stuff that you would do regularly in the game and all things that you need to do efficiently and with pace in a game. I think that's the biggest focus. And that's the one thing I wanted to really hone in on is you kind of said only like in three, four seconds at most. Like when we really think about how dynamic a play is and and when goalies need to be moving at full speed for how long, you're not sequencing movements at full speed, full intensity that often as a goalie. Right. Like a lot of plays that you even see a goalie is kind of just you're kind of standing there, you're adjusting, you might do a tracking shuffle, tracking shuffle might stand, look around a little bit. Right. You don't have these 10, 15 second sustained plays where you're moving, 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 moving. That's a whole other set. That's a different pod. That that would be us training endurance. And yeah. we can save that for another we can save that for next week. Uh completely different pod, completely different energy system. So you have to change it. And the thing is, is you yeah. use both your explosiveness and you have be your endurance. You have a two-minute penalty kill. You're yep. tapping into your endurance. And so it's important to train that. You just train it a little bit differently. Absolutely. Jamie, final closing thoughts, wrapping this up. Um, just thanks for listening, everyone. Our our viewership or listenership has steadily grown, and we really appreciate that a lot. And we hope to continue to educate 
and, and really helps. So, you know, like, comment, subscribe. If you have questions, reach out to us individually. It's usually better. Uh, sometimes we are not the best at answering comments on YouTube and stuff, but so just reach bad. out to us. And if you have a topic you want to co- us to cover, we, uh, we definitely love to have ideas and make sure that we're answering the questions that you guys have. Perfect. That sounds great, Jamie. Until next time. Until next week. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.